Hello, everyone. Welcome to the 62nd episode of the Socially Distanced Podcast. My name is Bill Bodkin. I am the editor-in-chief of the site, and welcome to the second installment of our low-key, low-key podcast review series. Uh, we are going through the sacred timeline and are joined by some very special guests. But before I get to our guests, I would love to give a shout out to my my co-host who's he's had a hell of a week. And you know what? He he toughed it out and he came on the pod this week. And I know he's he's barely getting by, and I, I really applaud him for that. I always admire this man, Mr. Al Manorino. What's going on, pal? How you holding up? I'm good, Bill. You know, you know, there's two things I need. One, Sleep. I need a hero. <laughs> yes, you do. Two, I need more beer. What are you drinking today, Al? Uh, Next Coast IPA from Goose Island from the nice. Variety Pack. I am um, currently currently sweating out the classic Coke Zero in Jameson that I have become known for the world of Pop Break Podcasts. But speaking of Pop Break Podcasts, we are joined this week by the hosts of the Roses and Rejections Podcast. Yes, our highly mega super wildly popular podcast series that you can hear weekly on spotify anchor google and apple podcasts they're the husband and wife duo of dj and michelle chapman guys welcome to the timeline hello <laughs> hi <laughs> i would like to just throw some fun facts out about dj and michelle the first time I ever met them was at a Fozzie concert. And if you're wondering what Fozzie is, that's pro wrestler Chris Jericho's heavy metal band. We saw them all. I think that might have been one of your first dates. Yeah. yeah. At yeah. Park. <laughs> and I was such a jerk. I was just like, hey, I walked up on him like, hey, guys, what's going on? And you're like, what are you doing? <laughs> also, fun fact, uh, DJ and I both went to the same high school. Very, very, very different times. I went well before him, and we ended up both being theater kids and uh, playing in the same role in our final high school play. We we're both the, um, you know, dirty old dad, Senex, and a funny thing happened on the way to the forum. And so St. Joe's High School Theater Company reunion, who knew it would happen? I thought it would be Logan Fowler, but the guy's too busy for us. So, <laughs> sorry, Logan. You're not listening anyway, so who cares? Um, okay. Uh, DJ is also the host of the, uh, well, co-host or guest or whatever you want to say of the mostly nitpicking podcast, which is um, produced, I guess, by our former guest, Matt Kelly. And uh, Michelle has been with us a long time. One of the first women to ever write, write weekly wrestling for us. Yes. And she is the one who broke us into the world of the bachelor and bachelorette in written form. So you guys have a long history with this site. Yeah. We're going to be diving into history in this one because it's an awkward transition to our <laughs> first segment, which is entitled, if I remember correctly, Hi, I'm Miss Minutes, and this is the plot summary <laughs> brought to you by Wikipedia. Bill, would you like me to, to, to do the honors? Uh, you know what? If you could do something on this podcast, that'd be great. That'd be great, right? <laughs> All right. All right. I'm going to do it for you. I, oh, like, it, I actually pulled it up. And I have a look. Like, I actually do. I actually have it loaded up. I was going right. to uh, zoom in because I'm blind. And you're wearing glasses. Yeah. Because we could see. Okay. That's true. <laughs> All right. 
According to Wikipedia, Loki joins a TVA mission to the site of an attack by the variant in 1985 uh, Oshkosh, Wisconsin, but derails it by stalling and attempting to bargain his way into meeting the timekeepers who created the TVA and the sacred timeline. Renslayer objects to his involvement, but Mobius convinces her to give Loki another chance. After researching TBA files, Loki theorizes that the variant is hiding near apocalyptic events throughout time where their actions do not affect the timeline. Loki and Mobius confirm this possibility by visiting Pompeii in 79 AD before deducing that the variant is hiding during a hurricane in 2050 Alabama. Loki, Mobius, and TBA agents are ambushed there by the variant who possesses the bodies of several locals and TBA agent Hunter B-15. The variant reveals itself as a female incarnation of Loki and rejects his offer to overthrow the timekeepers together. She sends the stolen reset charges to various points along the sacred timeline, creating numerous new branch timelines and throwing the TVA into disarray. She teleports away and Loki follows her. The end. He's, he's like, it's like he's done this before. Um, <laughs> So, guys, a lot of people have compared this episode to a very Sherlock Holmes-esque episode. Um, so, what we used to start out was, what did you think of the structure of the episode? Like, this kind of whodunit, we're trying to unravel the mystery box a bit. So, DJ and Michelle, I'm going to start with you, whoever wants to start first. What did you think of the overall structure of the mystery components of this episode? So, I'm a really big fan of, like... Um mystery shows like mystery tv shows mystery movies that's always been like something that's intrigued me i thought that they i like how the direction that they're going in with it but there was also times during this episode where i was a little confused at um what was happening and i guess that's how i was supposed to feel so i guess they're doing their job correctly but i i overall i enjoyed it (laughs) so i what type of mystery stuff do you do you enjoy? So let's give the people a flavor. And I'll say, you know, some recommendations for people. <laughs> um, I'm a big fan of murder mystery things. Um, I played a lot of Clue, which is like very nothing growing up. But one of my favorite animes growing up was Case Closed, which is like, it's, it's um, like a 90s anime all about every episode was like a different murder mystery episode where... Okay. I, I used to be very into um, forensics and it's funny because if I didn't get into art, like if I didn't get into the art school that I did get into, I would have went to try to become a forensic coroner. <laughs> hey man. Very different, very different timelines. That would have been <laughs> off the sacred timeline. It so it's it good that she stuck with <laughs> that or she'd wind up at the TVA. So maybe there's a variant out there that is currently, um, Oh man, I was gonna get real gross. So I'm not gonna right. dissect like, bodies or whatever. Bodies. Yeah, yeah but, but like that's that's what it would have been. Um, so case closed was like a big thing mm-hmm. for me growing up. I watched it a ton, um, and I know that there's a, a a lot of new murder mystery things. Like um, there's one show that I want to watch called like Why Do Women Murder or something like that. That's on. Um... Uh, Paramount Plus, and the new yes. season has Nick Frost, who we've interviewed on the site. And, oh wow! Yep, I got I, the bucket list interview there. Nice. And son of a bee sting, I can't remember her name. She was in Fargo. Yes, she was the lead one. in Fargo season two. One, 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 one. 
she was also in a, a really she's been in a million things and it was like also like in that show downward dog which was like everyone's like wow that show is gonna really tank and her name is allison tolman okay she's been in a ton of stuff she's she's great but yeah, yeah. she's in a ton of stuff yeah, but yeah, that's the new one. Yeah, they've been really promoting that one. Jennifer Goodwin was in season one. Yeah, I don't know that from the million ads they had about Paramount Plus. Yeah, Ugh. I've been I've yep. been seeing the ads, and I'm like, this is something I could see myself wanting to watch and become one of those stereotypical girls who's like, let me get into all the murder shows. <laughs> it's true, you've you never mean, had that no. phase. So, so you yeah. mean my like my wife who was yeah. to the uh, and my wife uh, and yes. your wife? Yeah, it was yes. the, uh, get on it. <laughs> she's into a murder podcast and. The, the one one woman's hosts the one host's husband hosts a wrestling podcast so i'm like <laughs> he watches we watch wrestling podcasts so i'm like oh yeah is, so it, is, it, is it my favorite murder my favorite murder yep yeah okay it's like one of the most popular podcasts on like the planet yeah i just couldn't think of the name at first yeah. they, they have a book called uh uh don't don't get stay sexy and don't get murdered great title great title so dj yeah first off what beer are you drinking today Okay, so this He's is like Bud Light. <laughs> no, oh, just stab me right now. Uh, okay. Unless they're like a sponsor or something, then I love it. Yeah, um, yeah, they're a sponsor. <laughs> yeah, they're a sponsor. Okay. I'm drinking, uh, this is a mouthful, but it's Flying Fish yep. uh, Honey Blueberry Crisp Ale. Ooh, um, the best it. part about it, it's like 14% ABV. So, holy shit. By the way, someone feels like, what? No, I'm just saying, if anyone hears, like, gunshots in the background of my end of the podcast, someone decided fireworks are a great thing on a Thursday night in South Amboy, New Jersey. Right. You dicks. Sure. Celebrating uh, Juneteenth early? I don't know. I guess. Uh, I guess. Wait, so, Flying Fish, Salt and Sea is so good, so delicious. They make it on uh, three different flavors. They do a variety pack now for, like, a 15-pack. I'll so try good. that. I'm also, sure. the movie The Salt and Sea with yeah. Val Kilmer. Mm-hmm. Very, very good. If you like Excellent. Michelle, very good mystery. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, DJ, your thoughts on like kind of the whodunit kind of we got a, a mystery aspect of uh, the storytelling of episode two. So, you know what I find interesting about Loki? And, you know, I, I find it hard not to compare them to the other Disney Plus shows because I, okay. especially the Marvel ones, because I think they're begging for it at this point. But I, I find that, you know, the, the murder mystery whodunit, I, I'm so less interested. I'm just here for the ride in terms of the intrigue of it, where I felt with WandaVision, I'm like, oh, I, I really want to know uh, oh, Agatha Harkness. Oh, who's Ralph Boner? Like all that nonsense. But like, really, was, was the dog that was killed, was he actually the beekeeper? Stop. <laughs> My theory. Stop. <laughs> oh, it's the worst theory, but I have to say it to make people laugh. No, I think the worst, the, the worst theory is Mephisto is the mailman. My yeah, theory. because he had the shaggy haircut. <laughs> Yeah. The the worst PTSD is a quick tangent. The worst PTSD. So in the first episode of Loki, and they're in the French church, and then it pans over to the stained glass of the weird devil. I just went Mephisto. I just said it without thinking because that's what WandaVision did to me. Um, but talking I, about I Loki, disappointed you so many. Times. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, so speaking to Loki, I care so much more about Loki's interesting take on philosophy which this show is trying to put forth Mm -hmm. the scene where him and mobius are at the table and you know mobius is like look the tva is real because i believe in it right and it you know that's like a comment on like religion and philosophy and all that stuff and loki's like well don't you want to know what it all means like you just believe in three lizards that's crazy and mobius is like well your thing's crazy you're a trickster god whose brother's a thunder god 
And you were those, born, you're, you're, you're born from ice trolls, dude. Yeah, like, <laughs> like what? God. Those aspects of the show, like, grab me so much and I love it. And I think when you put that in a show like this, it's going to help because at the end, I don't think I'll be as disappointed. I'll just be, wow, this unfurled into, like, a really interesting thing where at the end of WandaVision, I was like, really? Skybeam? She shot some runes. I guess that's cool. No consequences. But with this, I'm just like, yeah, feed me this weird philosophy class um showrunners i love this yeah that's something that's interesting because in wandavision mm -hmm. and like and falcon and to some respects it was always like how does this further the mcu that's we were always thinking big yes. picture with this one for me at least i don't know if you feel differently uh because i'll go to you next is this was all, this is all character driven so it's like I care about because like Loki is so much more interesting than where this is going with the MCU. Yeah, there's lizards with a timeline. Okay, I don't give a shit. I want to know about Loki just like finding himself and having more great moments with Owen Wilson. Like, because I'm like, just give me those two sitting at tables talking about salads and philosophy, and I'm cool. <laughs> um, but I get which I, I I definitely am on board with that as well. So Al, what did you think of this? mystery box of this and and what we just kind of po posited here about um uh whatchamacallit oh, by the way it sounds like there's a war in the background <laughs> um is you know this whole thing with it's it's not as much about the mcu and us you know positing theories about who these people are or it's more about loki yeah so to answer your first question uh, i'm digging the structure i love that it feels like the two best like current British shows, Sherlock and Doctor Who had a baby. And that's kind of what the show is. And I'm yeah. a big fan of that. So, yeah. I'm surprised I, I we didn't get like thoughts, thought bubbles like popping up like we did in Sherlock of him like reading stuff, yeah. like hmm, putting stuff uh, together. Like that. Which was just that a, been a little on the nose. Direct ripoff of the actual Sherlock Holmes, Guy Ritchie movies. Well, no, hey, no, that came first, than, didn't it? No, this, well, the series had like stuff like that too. I think the. What came first? Because now, now we're, we're going to have to play a little game in the middle of this podcast. What came first, Sherlock Holmes or Sherlock? Who Sherlock Holmes. First, Benedict Cumberbatch or Robert Downey Jr.? Yes. Uh, I think Robert Downey Jr. So I'm right. Benedict Cumberbatch, yeah. Okay. And listen, if there's one thing I love, it's being right. Oh, no. The quote, <laughs> wait, what is the quote? Oh, no, 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 no. Factually correct. Factually correct. Like, that is true. I know you're trying to get the quote right from the show. But, but it's very true. It's very true. Right. Yeah. No. So, and then I, I kind of like disagree with you guys in the sense that, in the sense that this show, I think is going to get us the furthest to like where we're going to be in the MCU, like in yeah. the sense of like learning more about what's next. And I don't I think, I don't disagree I think, with that. Yeah. But I think, but I don't think we have, shows, I don't think we have the breadcrumbs of just like, I don't, I feel like our mindsets are not like, Ooh, what's this for the MCU? Because Loki is such like an interesting character that we're like, we're really focused on him, but we will probably by the end. And hopefully we get the Owen Wilson. Wow. In the, in the finale. Oh, I hope. I hope so. Yeah. I just, I'd like, I hope know. that's the last shot of the, the first thing. It's like, wow. And you're like, yes, perfect. Good. I just love how each of these shows are dealing with, it's like, it's the Marvel method. It's the, it's the, cinematic universe assembly line but at the same time each of it each of them are doing something different the first one is like about dealing with grief the second one is like you know like a bunch of different topics but we'll specifically like race in america and like disparity of housing i, I don't know it's like well, there's no, a little bit there in the sense of like you know displaced people 
let's just go with that. And then in this, we're dealing with what what disenfranchised um, people's what disenfranchised. Mm. What, D, what DJ is saying is like the philosophy aspect, and like all of these Marvel properties have just they've gotten bigger and bigger and bigger, and like the scope's gotten bigger and the universe is getting bigger, but there's still like the lingering question of why and who is controlling this and who's doing this. You know, we've seen the watchers before, but really like what is the bigger picture? And I love how they're, they're kind of exploring, like it's fucking vast, man. It it goes further than anything we've ever seen. I, and I wrote this as a note. I haven't seen this much notes. That's the first time in a year you've taken a note. That's how good the show is. I know. This is like when you when we were like actually exploring more of the TVA. It's the first time I think since Guardians we've seen like scope of that mm-hmm. magnitude before, and I was really digging that. And it was something yeah. I really missed in the MCU. Is just feeling like, oh my god, this fucking place is massive. When I say this place, I mean like this universe. And it's crazy, Al, because these shows and well, like the show in the movie, they they do bureaucracy so well, but they never use it to their fullest extent. Right. Like the Nova Corps and Guardians. Right. Like you get maybe 15 total minutes of screen time, but you know everything about the Nova Corps. Same thing here. You know everything you need to know about the TVA. And they they use their time so wisely about just like stuff that in the day to day real world you would find mm-hmm. so boring. Exactly. You find everything. It's oh my god! You do paperwork to find time criminals. Oh, <laughs> that was so cool. does- it's, it's like the most like if you think about this in the MCU, it's like the most unglamorous shit they've ever done. It's just yep. like low key. Read some <laughs> files. Don't use your powers because you can't. They really they just reenacted the scene in seven when they're just doing mm-hmm. they're just investigating. No, they, yes. it's like national treasure. They're in the library and they're like, Oh, I gotta read through all this stuff. Oh my god, like the Mar the, the Mar the moon landing, you know, it's just the like JFK. Yeah, I, the first this is the first and last time I think we'll ever reference national treasure, which isn't a bad thing. Why? They're great movies. No, they're I first off, they're not great movies, they're they fun movies. Great movies. They're very fun. You're full of shit. From, uh, from they're, the- they're very fun. They're not great, um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna push my little timeline rewind button right here. Very good, because the question the a bit of news came out this week and it's very low key related. Yeah, low key related because low key is a pro wrestler, totally different guy, kind of a weirdo. Uh, is Disney Plus announced that they will now be releasing their Big Temple series on Wednesdays instead of Fridays? So, and that is very much in direct correlation because probably Loki did probably great numbers on Wednesday. I didn't yeah. see him. And, you know, I didn't read past that line because I am a busy guy. Um, so, Michelle and DJ, Michelle, I'll start with you first. What do you think about the midweek release as opposed to the Friday release for these big Temple series from Disney Plus? So, I am conflicted. Um, Me too. <laughs> because... So my mon- Mondays are bachelor stuff for us. So like, okay, I'm glad it's not on a Monday, but like sometimes weekends are too busy to really sit down and like uh, have time to watch it before getting together with other people who've already watched it. And you're like, well, don't say anything because I haven't watched it yet. But Wednesday, having it on Wednesday, it's like there's enough of a buffer before the weekend where like you can have time to watch it before you see other people that you normally would see. I don't like... I don't know. I'm very lukewarm on it. Like it's going to come out. I'm going to watch it like as soon as I can either way, but I don't have anything else to watch on Wednesday. So maybe, maybe that's why they did it. 
Well, son of a bitch, no one's taken in consideration. I got to watch AEW Dynamite every Friday, Wednesday. God damn it, Disney. (laughs) Also, it's a bitch to put a podcast together and like really quickly because we have a lot more time to do it. Uh, But yeah, so uh, that's my thoughts, DJ. Yeah, so it's interesting. I think Disney, what they want to do is so like Michelle had a great point. So I think just different people, they have their days where their thing are where their things are. And so like the Bachelor Nation, right? It's Mondays. Like off seasons on Mondays, and like we're like, oh, I guess we'll watch Raw now. Um, because it's don't, like you know, don't. Actually, it's <laughs> awful. I it is. Yeah. Yo, so like real quick aside, I have fallen in love with like the Hulu 90 minute raw because it's like got exactly what I need and it could be like a little bit of background noise, but we don't have to talk about that. You know, you know what it uh, you know what that Hulu Raw has? It's yeah. awful shit. So um <laughs> I just I've I like you you had me th- lifelong wrestling fan, watch watching Raw Forever. I've just stopped. I've just wow. I can't I, mean, I can't even I I, I very much I can't even right. No, but you're right. You're you're super right. But um anyway, so sometimes I am. <laughs> yeah. All of this is to say is that I think uh, Disney wants to be Wednesday is Disney Day. Um, and I think we're gonna get to a point in the not near too distant future on the sacred timeline where there will be some release on a Wednesday every week that you could watch on Disney Plus. I think that's what they're angling towards, would be my guess. I'm just wondering is like they put stuff on Fridays. Because originally it was just like, hey, Friday, and then it was like pandemic. Yeah. So it's like, okay, no one's going out on the weekend. Yeah. yeah. Because we have to sit inside and we have to stay home. And now it's like, well, the world's opened up again. Movies are coming out. So let's just do it Wednesday. So you have, you know, you can watch it then. And then, you know, when Black Widow comes out, which Al told me is do, getting rave reviews. Yeah. Do we um, think it's do we think it's because their movies drop on Fridays? That's what and I'm they, thinking. I think it's because everything drops on Fridays. It's true. Amazon Prime shows drop on Friday. They want to own it. Like, it was doesn't a Prime Netflix show. series usually drop on a Friday? And that's a series. Yeah. So, like, they're thinking, yeah. like, long-term, okay. There's going to be a drop. And, yeah. yeah. It literally says exactly what I'm about to say. Yes. I mean, exactly we think alike like sometimes. Sometimes. I know. Sometimes. I know. Uh, but, yeah, it's like, it's also they're going to dominate a day, that, an off day. And now that everyone yeah. wants to go out, you know, mm-hmm. people are going to want to go out and eat. They're going to... They're not going to want to sit around and watch The Mandalorian yeah. or Falcon or WandaVision because they're like, oh, I can go out finally. Yeah. <laughs> and now they're dropping Luca this Friday. Well, that's the thing, too. Tomorrow. If Like, do you guys remember, like, before streaming? I know. It's weird. Yeah. Before I mean, streaming. I, I can remember VCRs, so yes. <laughs> before streaming, Friday was a death sentence day for television. It's if you had a show on a Friday, you were basically yeah. about to be canceled. I know, because a lot of my shows went on a Friday. Like Hannibal? No, I didn't have Hannibal, no. Hannibal um, good. It's great. I don't know if you guys have watched Hannibal, but holy shit, great show. Um, it's, they don't even put sports on Friday. Like, Fridays, they don't even put, like, you know, like, maybe, like, basketball like, and baseball. But it's like, yeah, it's it's like mid-season baseball. Yeah, exactly. So. And, it, yeah, you know why high school sports? Like, you know, that's, that's the only thing you guys like high school sports, which obviously not on TV. Woo-hoo. Yeah, right? Um, I'm trying to think of another something, but yeah, I, I think it's interesting. Friday Night Lights, baby. Friday Night Lights. I think it's interesting because we, you know, Al brought up the prompts about like before streaming. So it was before streaming, just like TV. And I think HBO kind of owned Sunday. There was there was a time they owned where, Saturday and Sunday because yeah. Saturday night used to be the big movie release. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. And then Sunday they have like the 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 well, landmark. 
Well, now HBO Max is doing the well. The simultaneous release is going to be Fridays. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But what it's what's weird is we were at a point where it was all right. Netflix was going to dump everything at once, but now I mean Amazon Prime and Disney Plus they're moving to the more you know week to week model, which. I, I've always found curious. I wonder if it's from a content standpoint. So people are talking about it. You get these podcasts like this, like these don't exist when you, how do you cover stranger things? What do you do when you have 13 episodes of stranger things and how do you talk about it and where people are at? It's impossible. You, you, you do a week, you do a, you break up the episodes for a whole bunch of writers and you watch the uh, click returns on your reviews, not get that well received. Right. Uh, right. But you million times and i'm sure you're going to say that the thing you've said a million times about dominating the conversation so 100 i mean well it's not even that like i mean that's the from like that aspect but i, I hate when friends of mine are like oh they don't they why is there only two episodes of invincible I'm like because you're a fucking idiot like wait like don't you want to talk about the thing honestly you just yeah, yeah. Like, hey you're a fucking idiot i say that to most of my friends but like in a sense I that said it to me the, the boys the remember that there was like this whole thing there was like a wave of negative reviews and they all said yeah. like release all the episodes yeah release the like, boys like people are fucked up it's nuts. It's like the 90s song let the boys be boys i mean come on <laughs> Makes it's, sense. i think it's hard to take back and people just had that like on demand just like the drug right into your ephemeral artery yep. of like I can watch it all now. The circle, yeah. Netflix right. limited the. You're, you're like, oh, just give it to me. Give me all the stuff. Um, Netflix did a limited release for the circle, and that was they released three episodes at a time for four weeks. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. Like even they're learning. Yeah, but I mean, the circle also got huge numbers for them. Yeah, it's true. Like, yeah, yeah but it's not just always about numbers. Mm-hmm. It's you also have to, there's other numbers that they have to fill. And one of those things is like, are we owning the conversation on Friday night? Is Loki the number one trending hashtag or is it, is it invincible or is it, you know what I mean? So it's like, that's a huge part of this business. And that's why I think, you know, DJ's right. Like people are going to start owning days. There's going to be your Amazon day, your Netflix day, your Disney day. It just makes sense. And then, Hopefully the weekends are the weekends are hopefully for movies, but what does that even mean now if movies are released in theaters and digitally at the same time? I'm not ready for that new world. I'm gonna be honest. I don't know if I'm ready for that. I went to I I went to the movie on last Friday. I saw Spirit Untamed. It's an animated children's movie. Uh, but that's the thing. My wife and I this weekend we have a babysitter, and the big question is okay, do you go watch in the Heights and Conjuring three? and pay to go to the, the movies to see one of those? Or do we just sit at home and watch it on HBO Max and go out to dinner? It's, it's, we're, yeah. we're entering a very gray area. It's That's super gray. We're in a world that In the Heights was the number two movie last week at $11 million because oh, it was available on HBO Max. A, that would have been a disastrous opening in like pre-COVID times. They would have flogged that Lin-Manuel in the streets. How could you? You failed us, Lin! Yeah. And then, and then, oh but gosh. he's like, but look at the Rotten Tomato score. It's 97. <laughs> I feel like if it was strictly open in theaters and not just on HBO Max, it would have gotten higher. Oh, yeah. Things, 100%. Because, right, exactly. That's what I'm going for. But then Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Godzilla versus Kong, both on HBO Max. Oh, it was so bad. It was like. Never watch it. You're not missing much, in my opinion. You aren't. I was 
very drunk when I watched it, though. Um, Do not get over there. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. God, there you go. You have to be on every week now just because you said DJ's, that. DJ's sassy reviews. DJ, like, that like, little DJ's corner of the becoming podcast. one of my most favorite guests. I'm like, ah, uh, now you got to come back on more often. Love it. That's Invite sweet. me. I'll come, man. I'll come. <laughs> all right. Well, all right. Um, oh, God. We have to get into more segments. But, yeah, it it is very much – we're going to see – we're going to have this, like, kind of gray area. But I think we're going to have Wednesdays for Disney because they're like, hey, Fridays are going to be reopened. And if everything stays normal – be good to go you know yeah. we're gonna release movies on friday so hey wednesday is gonna be our streaming shows and let's not forget disney plus has a lot of other streaming shows they got high school musical going on i it's think might have just wrapped yeah but they're gonna have a lot of other stuff coming you're gonna have jungle cruise you're gonna have black widow so why why have two things vying for the same for the same right. day mm-hmm. whereas they didn't really have that as much during the pandemic it was just raya and Mulan. Mulan. But that was Christmas Day, you know. And Hamilton. And Hamilton. But again, that, that was the big one. That was huge Hamilton. For them. Hamilton was huge, but what that was the early days of Disney Plus when there was really nothing on. Mandalorian yeah. yeah. was over. There was no other sh- uh, series that of huge note, let's just say. Well, let's get into our next segment, which I hope I remember. Uh, that is the variant. That's it. And that is where we're going to talk about our favorite performance of the episode. So I'm going to start with Al. What was your, who is the variant for you? Who was your favorite performance this episode? Oh man, that's tough. I, I, I think, I think it's going to go Owen Wilson. Um, he crushed it. Um, got to play with, you know, play with Hiddleston and we get to learn a little more about like the judge or the head of the TVA or whatever. Red uh, player. Yes. Great name, by the way. Um, yeah, no, I thought he was, he was great. I loved his line. Um, again, I wrote a note of, uh, you know, my ears are sharp too. Um, and just the, the whole salad. Never take a notice for this podcast. And the, it's crazy. And the, uh, the whole salad demonstration thing, like his reactions were pretty great. So um, I also, the reason I didn't give it to Hiddleston this week, and it's, it's weird. And I think DJ will have some thoughts on this. Um, or all of you probably possibly. will, but specifically DJ because I think he may have picked this up too because um, he's a super nerd like me. Um, yeah, I've known him before. He's Loki, Loki went from a, a Avengers Loki mm-hmm. to Infinity War Loki in a second. Like we literally see from Episode One, he's full on Avengers Loki. Like you know, um, glorious purpose Loki. And then we get like funny slapstick Loki. There was no transition. Yeah. I thought that was weird. Not that it was bad. I just thought it was weird. It's almost like he's like, he snapped and he just instantly became this like, oh, nothing makes sense. And I don't give a shit about anything anymore. Loki. So thought that was odd. So that's the only reason he didn't win it for me. Well, DJ, you've been called out on the floor. So why not? I have. What do you want me to answer first? <laughs> Whatever you want. Your favorite, right. your favorite performance. I, okay, all right. Um, and then I'll get to Al's point, because I do have thoughts. Um, so, okay, th- let's talk about the low-key podcast. So this is my, like, best low-key performance. So I'm giving it to uh, Wunmi Mosaku as B-15, because when she's Yo, possessed by the variant, she's uh, really good at being Tom Hiddleston to right. Tom Hiddleston. So have you guys watched um, Lovecraft Country? 
No, we. It's like it slipped our list. We're the worst. Well, I didn't finish the series. I've started it. It's. It's. I was. It aired last summer, and it was. It's a very. At that time, it was very heavy, and it's just like all right, lots of stuff going on. I just yeah. Think. But she is amazing in that. Damn, story. we got to go back. Oh, so good in that series. Like oh. unbelievable. Like. I was so stoked to see her in a series because I'm like, she was great there. I'm like, I hope someone sees her and is like, she's a star. And they did. Perfect. Yeah. So, when she has a smile, I'm like, oh, just killed me. Yeah. Um, so Al, to your point, I actually find this to be very interesting. So um, we'll go with the original Loki, right? He has the events of Avengers to Endgame that takes like seven years or something like that, right? And whereas the variant Loki, he is witnessing like the death of his father and the death, uh, the destruction of Asgard and his own death in, I don't know, even if it's an hour, that's a lot of stuff to see. But I think maybe seeing that, you know, you kind of start like questioning everything and learning that time lizards are a thing and that there's a sacred timeline that I think the way I'm reading it and I absolutely understand like what you're saying. It's just like, wait, this is the goofy Loki. Really? He had to evolve into this, but I guess I just see it as him like rubber banding back and forth because mm. I kind of still see him as part of that Avengers Loki because there's still always an angle. Whereas by the end, like end or Infinity War Loki, I should say, um, I don't really think there was an angle anymore. I think he was who he was. He kind of made up with his brother. He saw what he could be. And, and that was that where this very Loki, there's like still some kind of angle and there's still that, do I have a glorious purpose? And who, you know, maybe my glorious purpose is something totally different. Maybe it's to blow up this sacred timeline. Because who are these time lizards to say that a timeline is sacred? So, um, but I do see your point on like how are we getting this goofy Loki right now? So, mm-hmm. yeah. Michelle, who's who's your variant for this for this episode? So mine actually is Tom Hiddleston, <laughs> and I felt like oh, like a little shrinking. I was like, oh god, now say it proud. It's so basic. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's it's totally not. We don't shame anyone. If I shame anyone for a pick, it's out. So it's fine. <laughs> but it's like, and he'll shame me for my pick. So we never shame our guests because we just, we're just happy you're here. Yeah. So I, I think that the goofy Loki, this, um, I, I see that more as like act actual Loki, how Loki would really act versus like Avengers Loki, which is a little bit more, I feel too serious for the character. Yeah. Like he's a little too, like too serious for the God of mischief. Right. Mm -hmm. He's like almost theatrical. Right. So like this, like this, like trickstery, like, like really dramatic um, moving around a lot kind of Loki that we get in this episode felt more like, what I imagine the character to actually be like and like how he's very like animated with everything he does and like uh, how he tried to fool them. And like, while I was watching it, I was like, is it work? Like, is he fooling them? I think he is, but like, and then it was like, oh yeah, he's definitely trying to fool them. But it was just, it, it read to me more as like, this is, this is how I imagine the character Loki would act if he wasn't fighting the Avengers. Like if he wasn't trying to be an evil force. <laughs> I, you know what, like, I don't know if he's my pick for this episode, but I really agree with what you're saying because it's, he's a conflicted Loki because at at times he's still on the hustle, essentially, but you don't, when he's talking to Loki, you know, we'll we'll say his female Loki, essentially, Mm -hmm. um, 
is he on the hustle or not? And that's the, that's the curious part is like, is he actually, does he believe in it? Because at times he feels very earnest, very much like I believe in what I'm doing. I want to put the work in to, to do this work, to find the variant because he has, obviously he wants to meet his goal of, you know, meeting the, the, the time, the lizards, the time lizards. <laughs> and, uh, um, it's like a really deep cut QAnon like theories. Of, oh like, my god, oh, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> yeah, every time we kept saying lizard time here, so I'm like, fuck, it's like lizard people. And how, like, <laughs> remember that was that whole thing during the 2016 election where they thought like when Hillary Clinton collapsed, they're like, that's when the the next lizard person went in and transferred. And I was like, <laughs> oh my god, if that really happened, that's hilarious. Um, but regardless, and I always picture lizard people as raptors but that's just me and that's just the alcohol talking but uh but i like the conflicted loki because he's it's like he kind of wants to do a good job you know yeah. and he's talking he's like being honest with mobius about he's like you know you say i'm a scared child but i know that good guys aren't always purely good i know bad guys aren't always purely bad you know and i, I was like wow that's a really interesting interesting dynamic and the performance is the chemistry between him and uh, thomas and and Owen Wilson is not something I needed, but I love. Yeah. In 2021. Sure. Yeah. And I totally get what you're saying because he, he's just so, you don't know, we don't know what he is really. And okay. I think that's the most interesting part of the show that keeps us guessing. And I like being on my toes for that. Mm-hmm. Another, another part that the reason why I picked him was uh, the conversation that he has with, what's her name again? The, uh, the actual Renslayer. Renslayer. So it's, like, right. it's like, it's like Kingslayer and Renly Baratheon put together. That makes me even more confused. Thank you. Um, oh, no, no, that's what I do. Yeah. Um, when <laughs> when she's talking, like, can you trust, can you really trust him? He's like, yeah, he's doing great. <laughs> <laughs> but he's also like, yeah, it's great. Oh, that's why I'm, gonna, I'm also going to pick Owen Wilson for this episode because mm-hmm. it's like, how fucking good is Owen Wilson? But he's a good actor, man. It's so we were, underappreciated. We were just talking about this, like, or, like right after the episode, we're like, you know, I didn't, I don't want to say I never realized how good of an actor he is, but I feel like he's been put in all these very stereotypical kind of roles of like, um, this like I've been calling it surfer guy, kind of like, like the back. wedding crasher. Yeah, like he's always had. He's not played the straight man. Yeah. Very yeah. often. And all his humor is very subtle where everything since, you know, Zoolander yeah. essentially is very over the top. Right. Well, as over the top as Owen Wilson can get. Yes. Because, but when you think about like uh, Royal Tenenbaums, mm-hmm. all his humor was very subtle. And all his Wes Anderson work, he's more subtle. But they're not mainstream movies, really. Right. Right. So in the mainstream stuff is he's just always like, wow. You know, he's always that guy. He's the wow guy. You know, he's always, yeah. he's always do he's always like, you know, the walk-off. He's handsome. He's so hot right now. Like, but this he's serious. He he's he seems like a mature character, and all his humor comes off very wry, very, I mean almost soft in some respects. Mm-hmm. Like you're just like, oh shit, that was really funny. I didn't catch that. Because it comes off so subtle and so it's not over the top, and we're not used to over the top, un, like understated Owen Wilson, mm-hmm. and we're also not used to serious Owen Wilson, because like that whole jet ski conversation, which I believe Al mm-hmm. you referenced, or maybe it was DJ, um, it was DJ. It was like that conversation is like that's not something we see from Owen Wilson very often in movies. 
Mm-hmm. It, it's just over the top stuff. It's like hall pass, you know, it's like, it's just like, Hey, goofy. Yeah. But no, it like, that was like a great scene where he's talking about belief and DJ, you were talking about philosophy with like belief. I think countering Loki, but countering Loki in a way that isn't like over the top. It's very matter of fact. We don't mm-hmm. see that from Owen Wilson a lot. Tom Hiddleston, to me, like why I can't pick Tom Hiddleston as my acting choice of the week is because he's a really good actor and we've seen range from him. Whereas Owen Wilson has been pigeonholed in one role in mainstream film for so long. And I didn't see Midnight in Paris. I apologize to film people, but <laughs> I, didn't. I have a kid, okay. you know, it's hard to see movies. Uh, so that's the thing. I think he, he did such an understated performance it's it's working so well and then his also his passion for loki for people to believe in him i think is also a great part of that like and he has a humanity to this performance especially when we're in alabama and they have that one tva agent who's like rooting through bags he's like hey stop these people are scared he's like they're gonna die he's like they don't know that and they don't need to be scared by us and that brings like a humanity and a sincerity to this role and to the series that maybe isn't like necessary to the overarching like implications to the MCU, but it makes his character more rounded. It makes it more realistic. And we want to, we want to root for this guy as opposed to other people. So I think that's why he's my variant for, for this episode, at least. Love it. Um, let's move on to uh, the sacred timeline because we couldn't think of a better name for this <laughs> We're just basically talking thoughts and theories. There's a lot of theories thrown around what's going on about Lady Loki, about the the pencil that had the Franklin Delano Roosevelt High School on it, mm-hmm. which apparently ties back to a random cut from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So let's talk about some of the Easter eggs in this episode. Let's talk about some of the theories that you guys have where this series can go uh, from episode two on. You know, Loki is running into a time cube to chase lady Loki down. You can have theories on lady Loki as well. Al, I'm going to start with you since you probably don't have an answer. No, you do. You always do. Uh, <laughs> She'll make one up. Can, can I give you guys my biggest tinfoil hat theory? Please. The I have that's, some Reynolds wrap it up, bro. That's why I have the gray hat on. So it's like a tinfoil. I, I have a gray hat on too, but it's just made of hair. It's just hair. It's just hair. Okay. Here's my tinfoil theory. And I'm very wrong all the time. I mean, you're not yes. as far as me, but go for it. Um, the timekeepers don't exist. Time is a circle. So timekeepers don't exist. Um, I think it's made obvious in the sense of like how he has never met them. He's never seen them. And she's the only one who talks to him, talks to them. But they are these like, you know, higher ups that no one talks to. Like they're the CEO. Can I, can I, poke, can I poke a hole in that real quick? No. And then here's my other theory. This variant of Loki becomes a timekeeper. Oh, wow. That's way more tinfoil hatty. That last one. Deuces, I'm out of here. No, fuck you. (laughs) Flip's table. I'm going to poke a hole in the thing because remember the agent that was captured Mm -hmm. who was in that rando like pandemic thriller with John Cusack on Amazon Prime that I can't remember. I know I, I told them where they are. Yeah, she's like, I told them where the timekeepers are. Yeah, but I don't think there are three lizard people. Like, I just don't. That's the thing that I don't. I don't yeah. I so don't she see. told them, but she told them the truth. And why would this timekeeper, why would that agent? No, I'm saying like, I don't think they are three lizards. Like, I don't think they are these, like, what they're 
saying they are. I think they're trying to make it bigger than it is so people like believe. It's like a Wizard like of Oz situation. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Just pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. Yeah. Yes. Why do you... So the second point, why do you think this low-key variant becomes a timekeeper? Because what's the point? I don't know. My question... Well, that's what I'm saying. Like My question is from, from the first episode is... Why do we care? Like, what what is the reason for this Loki's existence? Because we already know we have Loki's beginning, middle, end, right? This is a variance. Why do we give a shit? Is it just to have more fun with Tom Hiddleston? Cool. I'm great. I'm happy about that. But he needs to have a purpose at the end of these six episodes. This is episode two. There's four more left. What the fuck does he do at the end of this sixth episode? I think he ascends or becomes um, like, you know, the a timekeeper of some sort because he has been all over time and he and he literally discovered an aspect about the TVA that the TVA didn't even know of where people can hide in time. So I feel like he becomes a higher up within this. I don't know. That was my theory. I, Al, I love it. I love Thank it you. so much. I'm going to butt you. in here. I'm, I'm, I'm usurping the host. I'm, I'm cutting in the sacred timeline. This is why you can't have podcast hosts as as guests because they think they're hosts and hosts act like hosts. Um, no, that's just you. <laughs> no, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, very true. Free drinks in, so you can cut in so, whatever you damn well. Put. Al, I love this. I love this so much. I, I want to stack tinfoil hats on tinfoil hats. So, um, to your first point, totally agree. Um, we've all seen Iron Man three, and I feel like we're getting all incorrect. <laughs> Who hasn't seen Iron Man three here? Oh, I'm sorry. I know okay. what happens. I, I was gonna say, I don't want to spoil it, but like you're kind of like ten years late. So I might like spoil it. So don't worry. Uh, <laughs> um, so right, it's like who's the Mandarin? Like we know it's a guy, right? It's a guy in a boat. It's um, so any anytime there is like people referred to as they're this thing, they're not this thing. My crazy uh, theory that I told Michelle is I think Renslayer is like the timekeeper. Mm. Like, I think she's the one because okay. the shows love giving you a face and being like, oh, my God, it was Agatha all along. Um, <laughs> it was Renslayer all along. Let's give me the new hotness. It's the banger and the bob of 2021. Wouldn't it be interesting is like we talked about in the first episode was like there's rumors of like a, a almost like council of Loki's like a council of Rick's. Yeah. Because, yeah. And, and they showed in this episode, like here are all the Loki's that have like meddled in time. And it's like all these fucking like different Loki's. There's like a, a troll Loki and all this. Kind Hulk of stuff. Loki. Like, yeah. Hulk, yeah. So, so what's, where's, what's to say that the timekeepers aren't just made up of a bunch of Loki's. That would be insane. So to, to stack my tinfoil hats, I'm wearing like yeah. eight tinfoil hats by now. So like, what is this Loki's purpose? So I think that's like the great question. So, you know, right with like WandaVision, it's like, oh, what's going to happen, you know, with like, you know, oh, I'm just going to be the Scarlet Witch. And like, what's the deal with Quicksilver? And like all that stuff. What's Here, I think the like the big, <laughs> I think the big question really is like, what happens to this Loki? So I think we have two paths in my head as we see it. So one is, by the way, Al, your earlier point where you were like, I think this show could have the most implications um, in terms of like what happens in the future. I totally think you're right. I just don't think it matters now. Mm -hmm. Whereas like, I thought with the other shows is that you're kind of in it where it's like, Oh, this transition of Sam from Falcon to Captain America. But like now if it like ends with secret wars, Holy wow. Everything's on the table. 
But like now I'm, it's like, whatever. But I think the big question is like, what happens to this Loki? So one, I think he could be like a Doctor Who style, just like Time Cop, where- I've been saying like, this is Doctor Who for months. Yeah. And it's just like, well, I can't go back to my timeline. I know my own death. Can I just, you know, and, and maybe what I think would have to happen is I think the sacred timeline would have to explode. We have secret wars with 80 billion timelines and Loki's like, okay, I will become time cop because it's fun. And I like you Mobius and you know, it won't this be a lot of fun. And maybe along the way, I'll try and become like God of all timelines. Right. That's one option. The other option is he reaches the end of his journey, but like JK because Tom Hiddleston's going to be playing Loki till he's in a Walker. So I think like this version of Loki, this is like insane informs like another version of Loki where it's like, Hey, I know you think glorious purpose means this one thing, but maybe it means this thing to like guide him to a different path where he doesn't get choked out by Thanos. And if there's like a billion timelines, then maybe he can just like pick three and, you know, be like, Oh, let me plant the seed for these Lokis. I, I think it's like more far fetched. I think Loki doctor who's more likely, but I think that could be a logical end to his journey. It's like the end of Deadpool two, where he's going back in time and fixing yeah, everything. It, Exactly. Well, like that's, that. that was my theory last week that I'm like, Loki has already been here. He knows he dies. So he's going to like pop in the time. It's like, I'm going to create a million versions of myself. Yeah, so basically. going to succeed. And like, let's yeah. see who it well, is. Didn't they, didn't they try to like um, exposition explain that in this episode? What, right yeah, in the like, beginning? You can't an, go back because time's too show? unstable. Yeah. Like something like that. Time's unstable. And I think that's going to come back too. You, you have to go to where the branch happens. Yep. To correct someone, someone important is going to die and they're going to do mm. just that. And they're going to risk time being unstable. So Owen uh, Wilson's going to die. Oh God, please. No, but you're I so know. right. Yeah. Don't let him die. I mean, he'll come him. back. He's the baby Grogu of this show. Protect really him at is. all costs. He's, like the, they, he's a silver Fox Grogu. So many Funkos just flying off the shelf. Wow, yeah. uh, Michelle, uh, yeah. do you have any? Do you have any tinfoil hats? Do you want to wrap some Reynolds wrap around your hair? So the only okay, this early on in the go, series, go I deep, don't go deep, man. <laughs> Nail it. <laughs> the only thing that this early on, the only thing I can think of is Marvel wants to find a way to get Loki back into the MCU because because well we all watched him die but we uh, the fan universe absolutely loves him so how can we bring him back so my thought is that in the vein of Rick and Morty I don't think that there's a council of Lokis but I do think that there might be a scenario where a Loki dies in a timeline and this Loki just kind of boop, pops in its place and like oh sure picks up so that it's like, thread. it's like Hellboy yeah, yeah. to arise yeah, Hellboy, yeah. by the way love you yeah <laughs> So I think it's going to be like that. Yeah, I can see that. Like where he, and now with all of this knowledge and information, maybe he'll act differently and and he'll definitely act differently. Although I really do like the idea of uh, Doctor Who Loki, where he's like time cop, like just goes around with Owen Wilson. And I'm just thinking of a lot of great, like, like very uh, 90s, like buddy cop kind of thing. We talked about uh, the Mandalorian with the two. That was my pitch for Rangers of the New Republic was the two X-Wing pilots were going to just be buddy. It was going to be a buddy. Oh, sure. Yeah. But listen, if Loki season two is Owen Wilson and Tom Hiddleston, like jumping through time and like solving stuff. That'd be great. I really was happening right now. (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, just keep more of it. (laughs) Like, can, can we all agree? I like, 
unified theory. Do, like, do you guys think that there's going to be a sacred timeline by the end of the show? Because I do not. I think there will be no sacred timeline by the end of the show. Hmm. I don't think you can introduce this like you're in time jail, but like everyone's in time jail. Like everything you do is like predetermined, and then just Loki be like, "Okay." I think I think there is going to be one at the end, but I think something's going to fuck it up. Okay. And that's okay. And like, there's going to be a splinter or something like you and can't drop, you can't cool. drop like multiversal war or whatever they said, or like yeah. time war. You can't drop that and like make us not think that that's something down the line. Yeah, for sure. I don't, it's strange, right? That the multiversal, multiversal madness. I don't think that it'll be Loki being the one who throws things into chaos. I think it's going to be Mobius. Because, uh, okay. Because of that conversation based in the in the cafeteria, essentially, yeah. is that you know he's like, no chaos. That's not fun. And I feel like it's going to come down to a decision that Mobius has to make, mm. where it's order or chaos, where everything like is determined. And I he's like, like too. I'm going to make the decision for chaos because chaos. Wow. Okay. Wow. Because it, wow. Wow. Uh, he's going to be like wow. Like and like and like if we don't get like an epilogue of him on a jet ski and we're yeah, all crying at, and we all just cry yeah i'm ready dead, open the floodgates and that's a funko oh for <laughs> sure oh my god that's a best-selling funko i at mobius on a jet ski come on you're welcome I'd, I'd buy the shit out of that <laughs> i haven't bought a funko in 10 years i'd buy that yeah. um no wait i i want to say one thing um yeah go ahead i mean yeah my, my transitions are slow it's fine <laughs> to um to um the 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 theory of him like replacing another loki the only i like that to keep tommy tommy h in in the, in the pipeline so we can we can always go back to him but i just feel like now it's like he's seen heaven like mm. why would you want to go back you know in the sense of like he's seen yeah. a greater power like the whole first episode is that scene with the infinity stones and the drawers like wait this is the thing that ended half of human existence and you guys are treating it as a fucking paperweight like yeah. earth or 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 asgard or ragnar whatever like none of that matters to him anymore mm. this is like he's he's living an existence that even he couldn't even expect like he's okay. thinking bigger he, that's that's why he's kind of like happy to be there at the tva a little bit like he's not he doesn't feel like a prisoner okay he feels like a bureaucrat because he's just like i'm I mean, I'm living my best life. So, spoiler alert for DJ and Michelle. I didn't finish the MCU because I had a child and yeah, that, I fell way behind and uh, everyone spoiled it for me. So, it's like, all right. Yeah, blame us. No, well, everyone. Yeah. You blame us because you yeah, don't know how to watch yeah. a movie. Yeah. Listen, pal. Look. You get your daughter and you tell her, hey. Hey. You know hey, my life. Hey, we watch in Dark World tonight. <laughs> Oh, I saw Dark Hole before she was born. I regret it. <laughs> Sorry. Of it. Um, but, oh, fuck. I forgot my theory here. It's okay. So we see Loki in Ragnarok, Team mm -hmm. 4. We see him do heroic things, you know, when he comes back for in Infinity War. Um, like, my question is, is this, like, is this Loki in, like, that Loki who ends up in the MCU, is he the same Loki that's been you know, has kind of seen his way and he, he knows what he has to do good. Like, like how, like that's something I haven't like jived in my head. It's so, yeah, go. I, I'm tired of talking. Good. I'm tired oh, of talk. <laughs> I mean, 
It, I love it, to be right. You know, nothing more than being right. You know, I mean, it could be a Loki that has, like you said, like has seen this, like euphoric kind of thing where everything is like perfect and all powerful and stuff like that. But maybe by the end of this journey, he realizes like what's really important, which could be like, well, all of like his mom who he lost, who he was very upset over. And maybe having the opportunity to get more time to be with his family in particular with her or like to be with his brother who he thought he hated this whole time, but maybe realize that like that was all built off of insecurities or I'm just spitballing ideas, but what this podcast is. Right. So like, that's, that's where my brain goes when I'm like, well, why would he want to go back to earth? Like maybe it's because he learned that what he thought was power was not actually power. And like what, like this new idea or this, like this sort of this idea of philosophy and like you are as powerful as you think you are kind of thing. Maybe that's like, his new motive. <laughs> well, and like, that's because it's so interesting with this show because right. Like to that. And then out what you were saying, like this point of like the, the perspective is how could you go back? Like the idea, like think of it this way, like in WandaVision, what she had to take over a town with like her crazy powers to resurrect her boyfriend and like do all this stuff. And, and that amounts to like the sum of nothing really when you think about it in the sum of like everything is Loki's scene. Like the this next version of Loki could just be like a nihilist, like nothing matters, you suck, why do this? Now, no, there's no way. Cause that would be the worst show on the planet. It'd be really but, funny for one episode. <laughs> <laughs> nihilist Loki, I'd watch one episode of Nihilist Loki. But I think to take that and flip it on its head is for Loki to see value and that's why I think, or it's Michelle, what you said, it's, okay, can I live a life of value? Or it's like, do can I pass this knowledge on to someone who will not listen to me, but like, I'll give it a shot. Um, but yeah, Bill, like, I, I do think this is a different Loki than the quote unquote traditional MCU Loki. Yeah. What was the segment? God, what show is it? It's like, this is your, it's a wrestling segment. Like, this is your life. Yeah. Um, which is, a, which, which was a show in like the 50s. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. No, yeah, it like was. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I don't know. No, I'm just saying that that's where the wrestling is. Like, okay, fair enough, right? Rock McFoley segment, this is your life. Yeah. Yeah. But now imagine, like, actually, this is your life. Like, it would explode your brain. You couldn't go on. <laughs> that was just like a fun, like, hit job, like, segment. Like, an actual, this is your life that variant Loki, like, went through. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh,. The other question I had was because I had another point I forgot, but this. Oh, well, no. My one thing was like, I'm probably the only person who thought this like the late, the Loki who was going to, what, Lady Loki before she was revealed. I'm like, man, it'd be really weird if it was Renee Russo. Um, oh my God. <laughs> I was like, that's cool. his mom. And it's just like, fuck you, Loki. I'm your mom. <laughs> like, I'm, or I'm disguised as your mom. Cause it wouldn't be Renee. It wouldn't be Freya. Uh, uh, whatever her name was yeah freya yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and it was like which is also a sword by the song uh a song by the song sword. by the sword great yeah. song yeah it's a great song I was um, today. but yeah. i was like oh could it be that but also my other question was this passing this this loki variant lady loki whatever you want to call her she's pat she can like you know she's assuming different body type you know bodies yeah mm-hmm. she got she got into our two tv agents she got into you know the big guy she got into randy you know randy do we see like 
do we see that do you guys see that happening going forward as like an, a thing we're going to see or is it like or is this just self-contained to episode two because that's a really interesting thing where they're passing the variant on to different bodies and they're assuming this low-key personality mm-hmm. now nah, i think i think that was just a, a, a trick that you get to see in this one of like because loki doesn't he explain it or he explains like he, one of his powers. He seems to know the spell. He's like, oh, use this run, really? Yeah, really. Yeah. <laughs> I think it is true thing. So, so Bill, like, did you see Thor Ragnarok? Parts of it. Okay. So there's like shut up, Al. You haven't <laughs> seen the Godfather of the Matrix. You can't talk. All right, let's Rock, let's stop Ragnarok's recording and like pivot to new podcast. Ragnarok's um, probably better. Also, interesting thing to hold over, but anyway. Um, I so, always bring that up. Every time he's like, you didn't see this movie? I'm like, you see these two, and you own the fucking DVD. Um, so I think when you're a writer and you have Loki, you have a lot of fun things to do. It's like one part of Ragnarok, and like for those listening who may not have seen it or like whatever, there's like a, so um, a theme with Loki is he loves to be there but not be there. So he will talk to Thor, but it is just a projection of him. And at well, the end, I did see. Okay, so, and like at the point, like Thor's me. Like, <laughs> Thor is like, all right, bro, I get it, you know. And and then at the, near the end of the movie, uh, I'm paraphrasing, but the scene is basically Thor going, "Man, Loki, I wish I could give you a hug right now." And Loki's like, "You can. I'm actually here." And it's like, "Oh my god, you're here!" And like tear running down my face. Um, but all this is to say is like, I think a theme with Loki is like he's there, but he's not. And I think more often than not, we're going to play to that. So, yeah, like they might not use that exact trick again, but I think that we're going to get a little more of like subterfuge of like whether he's really there. And I, I, he explains, sorry, just real I, quick. Mm. He explains he for, like, like mm, no, no, no. I got for like two minutes, he explains the difference between his two weird spells. And like, I think that's going to come up again, but maybe not. For sure. Anyway, I was just going to say that that, I feel that the jumping between bodies is going to be heavily used by the female Loki variant. Okay. We've seen her use it multiple times within this episode. I don't think they're just going to drop it. I think it's hmm. like, that's like her thing. That's, I think. Thing. that's, I really that's think. her Superman punch. Yeah, that's like so. her. Okay. Cool. I, really, cool, cool. I just, I just feel like when you, yeah. when you do a big reveal like that, it loses its luster after, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That's the only, that's the only, that's the reason I was saying like, we're not going to see it again, but I do agree that if that's like her thing, then we would see it more. It just feels like it. Cause she jumped between like, like seven people just, it, even after he it, knew that the one person like that, it wasn't like, okay. He jumped into the agent. Yep. B15. And then jumped into Randy. Yep. And then jumped into like, just, just to show him that she could like there was no reason that she had to keep jumping between the bodies of the other people until she got into the big guy because she wanted to fight him but other than that like i think that's just like her thing it feels like just like a like a calling card kind of it will be great too where if you do that enough and like we only get six episodes but like Mm -hmm. at one point if like you're chaining it in an episode like us as an audience will be like what (laughs) like we will not know what is going on if they it's either going to be one of those things that it's going to be a constant or it's going to come back in the penultimate or finale. Now, like yeah. One more time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. One more time at the worst possible time where we're totally buying into a moment between two characters and we're like, fuck, it's the claw. It's the <laughs> or like she's going to jump into someone, but someone intercepts and she ends up going into them instead. That's that again. That's yeah. Like, but at like such a crucial moment. Like, yeah. Oh, don't do it you know like imagine if she jumps into loki interesting 
because I thought that was going to happen for a second. Because like, remember when they cut back to Loki? Yeah, Ray, it's all in red. Yeah, oh, I was, scene, I was like, that was, was great. Like, oh, shit, did she? Oh. Did she jumped it. Did that Loki jump to the you know, the one we know with the brown jacket? And it was like, no, didn't. But um, that yeah, your brown jacket's now before they sell out. By the way, because they're going to be gone. Every brown jacket's going to be gone. It was going to tape variants on the back. It's it's going to be they the already, they summer. already have that character. Like they rolled that character out uh, in in uh, Avengers Campus in LA. Oh, yeah, I'm not surprised. Like, yes. the day that episode, the day after, like, today, they rolled it out. It's just, like, oh, forward thinking. Um, yeah, they're they're putting all the Loki variants out, by the way, in, in, on Avengers Campus as the episodes roll out. I can't wait. Very smart. Uh, oh, I know. Um, Alex is like, I just want to, he's like, I want to go there, but I also want to sleep tonight, guys. Uh, but so let's get on the flight, man. Let's do both. (laughs) You can sleep on that. You just take a couple couple drops of hemp oil and you're good to go. Uh, not like I have a whole bunch at my house. Uh, anyway, uh, enough of that talk. Uh, let's get into our final segment, which is called, which we just basically rank the episodes on a scale of one to 10 tesseracts. We give our overall thoughts on the episode, performances, and everything we saw in it. So, DJ Michelle, I'm going to start with you. Are you are venerated guest? Okay. Got it. Uh, so, D, uh, so whomever wants to start, please go ahead. I I, I will start. So, I'm going to give this eight go tesseracts, and um, I don't know why I'm not giving it a ten. I like loved every part of it, but I'm just going to like arbitrarily give it eight. Sure. Um, eight tesseracts. As long as you're not in the TVA, incredible amount of tesseracts. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> You but, said you loved every part of it, and you're only giving it an eight. That does listen, not. I loved sense. every part of this. It's one of the best things I've ever watched. But seven out of ten. Like Red Hard. It's like you were awesome. You did great. Four out of ten. <laughs> listen, eight out of ten. There's a little something for everybody. If you get that reference, then great. Um, but all right. Um, I don't think anyone got that reference. By the way, yeah. what what <laughs> what is that from? It's Give like anything. It's a trope of IGN that they always say there's a little something for everybody. Um, and uh, they give everything eight out of ten. Oh, that was such a deep. I, I just bought some. That's very deep cut, but that's, now that you've explained like, it, it makes I, sense. I I feel like that was that's awful. the deepest cut that's ever made. That was it. awful. Can we? I know we can't cut that for the podcast. Not, no, absolutely deep. not. Absolutely not. not. If I was <laughs> if I was blind drunk on a podcast and we still aired it, that reference is staying. Um, all right, so. Um, so yeah, I love the episode. I love the series. So I think um, just one of the things that, that I think I have a takeaway is um, I, I I really want to see where Loki evolves from this. And so there's there's like three main things. Where does Loki evolve? What is the end of this journey? And what does it mean for the MCU? Like my most extreme theory is that, and it wouldn't happen in this series, but the end of this series is like Secret Wars and then in like a post credit scene, we're in Brooklyn and like Miles Morales like pops out of, you know, like a star. Cause that's, he, that's what he came out of in the comics. He came out of when all like the timelines exploded and there was oh. the, um, the ultimate universe. And like one of those had Miles Morales, Miles Morales, Spider-Man. And then he was also with Peter Parker, Spider-Man. So like that is not going to happen, but it would be insane if it did. So mm-hmm. like, Double fingers crossed for Secret Wars, but I will also take a version where Loki becomes like Doctor Who time cop. Um, but I'm really on board. I'm still giving me an 8 out of 10, guys. Get off my back. No. <laughs> I mean, if your wife's like, I'm going to rule it, we're not going to overrule your wife. So <laughs> I, those are rules. Um, um, Michelle, your okay. your thoughts and theories and your ratings on a scale of 1 to 10. Okay. 
so thoughts I love so I really liked this episode overall eight out of ten <laughs> now I'm not like it was the greatest episode I've seen and everyone was perfect and made no I oh god we should have you guys every week I understand that they are trying to capture this huge story within how many episodes I think it's six right they are yeah. capturing a huge amount of content within six six episodes that my I I know that they I don't want to even say that they're rushed but they are, they are packing a lot of stuff into each episode mm-hmm. and there are times where I feel like it's a little a little too quick of a like you have to like really stay on top of the episode otherwise like you could miss something vital that could throw off the whole like you may not understand what's happening so I get that and with that knowledge I I I think it's an, an actual eight out of ten <laughs> Only because there were times where it was like I I had to like backtrack myself to be like, what is happening? What is this that's going on? And but I love everything. I love the costumes. I need to point out, I absolutely love female Loki's crown with her little horns. Awesome. Yeah. Love dope. that. Absolutely love that. And I was like, I can't wait for what they're yeah. gonna do. Yeah. It's gonna be so awesome. Well, I was like, I'm going to cosplay that at some point because that's Comic-Con, awesome. It's coming up. <laughs> but yeah. the world's open again. Okay, we're doing cosplay. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Um, um, but yeah, so like actual eight out of 10. Sweet. <laughs> Room to improve. <laughs> I'm going to give it a shit. Sorry. It's just, I'm going to give it a nine out of 10 for a number of reasons. One, I do love a good, Michelle, like you, I love a good mystery. So it was, it was really fun to watch this. I thought the acting in this was incredible for um, just the interplay, the chemistry between Tom Hilson and Owen Wilson, the, the dialogue there, just their, the way they were able to, to pull that off. Uh, less Lesser people, different people, it would have just not been as good. But these two just absolutely perfectly nailed it. The production design on this episode is just so different from what we've seen in Marvel. The ep- There's a shot that I, I cannot get out of my head. There's, um, they're on an elevator going down and it's like the three uh, timekeepers but it looks almost like a rib cage like you're seeing it. it's such 70s like logan's run soylent green type of like seven early 70s sci-fi and they've really branded it that way i mentioned this last week with the browns and the oranges it's a very distinctive vibe that they're going for that is not just like hey this is a marvel movie it's glossy it's really well done like this has just a different look and feel to it, and they really nailed it in this one. I, one of my favorite parts we haven't talked about is like Loki's interaction with Miss Minutes, where he's just basically swatting at her, and this little '70s animated cartoon is like jumping around, but like, "Hey, stop!" and ends up on the this little shitty computer. It's just like these playful little moments that are great, and I feel like the gray area of Loki, and I'm not always a huge fan of gray area stuff, but like. This gray area with Loki really works with me based on Tom Hiddleston's performance where we're like, we don't know what we're getting. Even his even his talking with the variant where he's like, oh, I'm tricking them. I'm working them. I'm I'm on your side. Like, is he? Mm-hmm. Or isn't yeah. he? And I like the fact we don't know that because like I'm also a big fan of like caper stuff like the sting and snatch where you don't know where people's loyalties really lie until the very end. And I think they're playing with that. And I think they're doing a very effective job with this. 
And I also love the fact we saw Renslayer pick up her weapon and she rushed out into battle. So um, I don't remember who said, oh, Al, I think you said she she's the timekeeper. Like, what yeah. does that mean if that? Oh, DJ, you said that. It's like, what does that mean if she's going out of battle? Like, is are we yeah. now throwing the whole timeline into chaos because she's going into battle? Or was that done on purpose because they knew who the timekeeper really was? Uh, so there's all these questions. We're kind of in this sort of kind of Westworld type mystery box. And I'm pretty cool with it. Like, I, I really like where we're going with this series. So I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10. So Al, take us home. Um, I will also give it a 9 out of 10. I think there was something for everyone in this episode. And uh, no, <laughs> no, I really did. A, really a true did. 9 out of 10. A true, a true nine out of ten. Now, I really did. Uh, I really did enjoy it from start to finish. I thought it was interesting that they didn't just pick up where they left off. Like he was already like, it would seem like in uh, his like first two weeks of work, kind of training, mm-hmm. like like not getting his full salary yet, just getting like that, that, like that, that uh, training, that sweet, sweet orientation training money. Um, yeah, you guys got paid for that stuff. <laughs> I, I loved. Uh, I love that. I love the interactions between him and uh, Owen Wilson, getting to see more of the supporting cast uh, shine, but more importantly, getting to really take advantage of the whole aspect of like time travel. We got Pompeii, we got 2050 Alabama, which I didn't think we would ever see. That was like the saddest part of the episode for me. We're yeah. like, here's all these ecological disasters mm-hmm. that happen to these years. I'm like, Fuck. I can't wait for in 30 years when they're like, oh my god, they got these. <laughs> it's like, yeah, guys. I, I I can wait. Of course they're gonna do that. Uh one thing we didn't mention, because there's a, a million things that they jam-packed in this episode, but one thing was when um she ignites all of the timeline fucker upper devices. Yes. Um they go through like it's like a list of planets or whatever that are affected, and you see like Vormir and Ego. I was like, holy shit, Ego is one of the planets. Like that was fucking cool as hell. Oh, I um, didn't notice that. Oh shit. Yeah. This this episode re- requires at least two more viewings. This they really, really jammed a ton to this episode. And I think it's gonna be a big setup episode for like the rest of the ser- uh, series, which I'm really excited about. Also a question that we asked towards the end of WandaVision was like, are we going to get more WandaVision? This literally sets up for more Loki if they do it right. So I would love to just keep doing this shit. Like as you guys are talking about, like give me time cop Loki, give me like, you know, Loki becomes a watcher or something like he's too big of a person. Now he doesn't fit in the current MCU structure. He is now above and beyond any of it like he's a protector he's a watcher now of everything that we're going to see in the mcu so i want to see what that means i want to know what happens to him and i hope he doesn't just die so we'll see yeah Yeah. i'm still putting my money on mobius 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 m mobius which is mobius 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 oh god i would i would love for that to be like a final question like what's the m stand for is it mobius mobius Mobius. (laughs) oh and it would be even funnier if Tom Hiddleston looks at Owen Wilson as he possibly is dying, goes, wow. 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 You're welcome, Marvel. I wrote your <laughs> ending. Um, guys, that's the episode. Woo! So we breezed past this one. Um, DJ and Michelle, 
Uh, please uh, tell us about the podcast you do. Uh, and also plug your social media if you want people to, to follow y'all. Sure. Y'all and they shouldn't. <laughs> So we uh, co-hosts the podcast Roses and Rejections, which is the Bachelor Nation podcast on the Pop Break Network. Network. (laughs) And we we um, you can follow us on Twitter at Roses Rejections. We are most active on Mondays during the episodes while they air. Uh, We live tweet the episodes. So like follow Uh, that. It's a great time. (laughs) Well, we. Okay, we don't live tweet the episodes. I'm not gonna, because we don't like say what's happening in the episode. We retweet funny memes while the episode is happening. It's like your second Which is better. Yeah. It is better. It's, it's better. so much better. Because then we, we talk about it, the episode yeah. on our podcast. Um, we have great segments uh, like this podcast, only different. We have a segment called Fashion Corner. Mm, exciting. Yeah, you, you, have, you have segments you've developed and, and cultivated. <laughs> Whereas it's just like shit, Bill. Think of a think of segment names five minutes before episode one. So you could steal like a rose rating segment out of rose, eight out of ten. Eight out of ten roses. Of the roses goes. It's so easy, Bachelor. Everything is just roses. That's <laughs> like, true. Um, so yeah. Uh, so follow us on Twitter at Roses Rejections. Uh, listen to us on Spotify and everywhere that you can listen to the pop break. And yeah, it's fun. We're a fun listen. And your social media? Eh, okay. Mine's not as interesting. I'll plug mine. You could follow me on Twitter at Zippy by Day. I'm a terrible follow. Follow our podcast at Mostly Nitpicking, um, where we 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 just finished. We did the Fast Saga. So like we have all the Fast Furious movies leading up to F9. I'm like a huge Fast and Furious head. I'm so excited for finale. Yeah. Go. Al, my boy. Let's oh, fucking go. Yes. You, you guys have heard about the like they're teasing the the rumors, the rumor and innuendo on the garbage train is that they might be considering a Jurassic World fast Make crossover. It fucking happen. Make it yes. fucking happen. It will be their opening day. I haven't seen, I've barely seen any of these movies, these fast movies. I saw Hobbs and Shaw, I'll tell you that. But like Barely seen any of them. I will be there opening day for a dinosaur and Fast and Furious movie. Make it happen, Universal. Let's go. Let's go. Billion and a half dollars opening day. Well, for for post 2021 Justin Turns, it'll be like, oh my God, it did 50 million. The greatest opening weekend of all time. (laughs) Uh, But but mostly nitpicking is yourself. It's Matt Kelly, our former managing editor. Of course, Nando V Movies, former guest on the podcast. And of course, Lord Christopher Diggins, the yes. uh, Oscar prognosticator who has been on the podcast a number of times for the Oscar podcast, I should say. Yep, I think he still writes for you guys uh, here. Oh, and there. absolutely. He's, yeah, he, does. He, he will be uh, he will be writing a Loki review. Much oh, like sweet. Winter Soldier. Yeah, we got him back. Nice. Diggs is back. Um, so follow that. And what platforms can people follow that on? Oh, uh, you find us on Spotify, iTunes, anywhere you get this podcast. You should probably get that podcast. So I'm mostly nitpicking. Boom. Uh, Alfred, uh, where can people unjust follow you unjustifiably verified on and, you know, normally? Uh, verified on Twitter at Al Manorino. No reason. Not verified on Instagram at okay. Al Manorino. You're working on <laughs> um, it. Get, get that check mark. Yeah, I'll, we'll make it happen one day. Um, and, and I would like to cordially invite DJ to our Fast 9 review podcast with it would be, Alicia. Uh, I would, I would, I, I, I doesn't know. 
who doesn't know that she's coming she'll be on it. She'll be on it. Dude, I'll fucking watch that movie. I didn't even have to see the other movies. I'll go watch that movie. You do. You have to watch five. No, 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 it should. For the perspective of the podcast, I'll just blindly walk into it. I've only seen Hobbs and Shaw from start to finish because, by the way, Ferris is basically point break putting cars. It's true. And and if you deny that, you're lying to yourself. Um, It's true. And not the the shitty 2000 whatever remake. The real point break. Yeah, of course. But for me, my name is Bill Bodkin. I am at Bodkin Writes, W-R-I-T-E-S. If you must follow me on Twitter, I do retweet a whole bunch of stuff from thepopbreak.com as well as just wrestling bullshit. So, but every day you should follow thepopbreak.com. We've got great stuff, obviously, from Michelle, from DJ, not so much Al, but because he hasn't got out to sh- shoot any shows yet, but that will change because uh, yes. yeah, the, the world is open uh it's still a weird thing to say but we're on twitter at the pop break on instagram at the pop break forward slash pop break.com all spelt out on facebook of course follow all our podcasts all our podcasts we have pop break tv the breakcast and the winner still is and the way too early oscar podcast those are all on anchor google spotify and apple podcasts so thank you for joining us for the second installment of the low-key low-key podcast my name is bill bodkin for DJ Chapman, Michelle Chapman, and a very sleepy Al Manorino. Thank you for joining us on the timeline. <laughs>